I want to talk about uh, what I call the minimum viable product approach to content sites. Now, most of my channel, most of my blog, pretty much everything I talk about revolves around content publishing business, also known as niche websites, blogs, etc., etc. So that's the context, context I'm talking about. So course creators, software developers, anybody selling sort of digital products online, for the most part, we'll talk about a concept called the minimum viable product, which means uh, basically you get something merely good enough to sell and start selling it, see if there's a market, you can always improve it later. It doesn't mean you're selling a broken piece of junk. It works, it does the core feature or function that the product is supposed to do. You're selling it, there's no bells and whistles, you, you get it to market as soon as you can, see if there's a market for it, and if there is, and people are buying it, you then make the product a lot better, probably increase the price. So that's the minimum viable product approach to uh, courses, software, It's it's been around for a long time, the concept. I wanna talk about it in relation to content niche sites because I think it applies. And in fact, it's really been my practice for a, a number of years now to basically treat everything that I do as a minimum viable product and go back and fix things up. So there's a number of ways that I do this and basically I just do it uh, automatically. Uh, when I actually started thinking about this concept, I was like, oh wow, yeah, I, I do this in a lot of ways on my sites. So one way is uh, when talking about uh, design, website design. Um, I don't do anything for website design. I buy a premium theme, I put it on, and that site is done. It's designed. I'll put a logo on there. I might tweak the widgets a little bit, but for the most part, that's all I'm doing. I'm, I'm not hiring a designer. I'm not doing custom CSS. Over time, I might add a little bit of custom CSS, maybe to change font or something like that. Nothing major. I'm not paying some outfit $5,000 to get a custom website. I've never done that for a website. Uh, except many, many years ago where I learned a lesson, I paid stupid amount of money for a custom design logo and everything. Big mistake. I just threw my money away. I don't think I spent 5000 but I spent like way more than I ever would. And these days, I won't spend anything on any. I'll, I'll do a $30 logo at Fiverr and I will slap a premium theme on it for which I have a license already. So the point is you do not need to spend a lot of time or money on design. You know, think of it this way. Most of your visitors in most niches are going to be on your site on your mobile phone. Can you really tell the difference between one theme and another on the mobile phone other than like color scheme, which you can usually change with the click of a mouse? No, you can't. They all look the same. That doesn't make any difference. You you obviously want to pay attention to performance. I like infinite scroll on my niche sites where the posts scroll into the next post. And I, and I do that for most of my niche sites, not fat stack. So if you go there, you won't see that. But the reason I like infinite scroll is that uh, it's, it's been a huge game changer in terms of time on site with um, visitors, huge increase, more page views. It's just been really good and it works well. So in order to get infinite scroll, I use a particular theme for that. So that's the only reason I picked the theme. I don't really change much other than the colors and a few uh, homepage settings and that sort of thing. So minimum viable product is like my sites, every one of them, and there's quite a few of them in a nutshell when it comes to design. I am not changing anything and I don't put any time or money into it. The other area of minimum viable product is when it comes down to my content. Uh, I have published content that I intend to go back and fix. I just want to see how it's going to do uh, out of the gates. I just want to get it out there. And I usually target low competition keywords. So, you know, if I were going for huge, huge keywords, I wouldn't do this. I would 
I would want to have the content really up to snuff, really, really top tier right from the get-go. But a lot of keywords, it's uh, very, very low competition, not a, a tremendous amount of search volume from, from the start. So it'll be a decent article, but it's not going to be a perfect article, and it's not going to be like the ultimate article that would get a lot of traffic. But what I do is a few months later, maybe six months, I'll, I'll take a look and see which articles are getting quite a bit of traffic. And a lot of times it's the, it's these, these articles where it puts out something decent. I target a really good keyword and it's starting to get good traffic. And that's my cue to, okay, it's time to go improve that article. Let's make it what it should have been from the start. But, you know, I just wanted to get it out there and see what happens. And I've got little, what I call content enhancers that I will go back and add to various articles. And I can do so very, very quickly because they're just little little ways to make articles that much better. Uh, one example would be, maybe I outsourced it and the introduction's not very strong. I didn't take the time to write a good intro. I think intros are really important for content. I, I like writing them. I, I think they're important and they should engage the reader very quickly. So I might rewrite introduction, few minutes, won't even take that long. I might add a chart or a table. I might look up from, for some data to actually input a chart or a table. That might take me 20, 30 minutes tops. Uh, maybe I'll do additional keyword research and look for a bunch of sections I could add in terms of content. I may outsource that uh, additional 500 words to a service and then add that uh, you know, whenever it's ready. So there's a number of things I would do to go back to improve that content in, in the hopes that, hey, it actually was doing pretty well as a minimal viable product or minimum viable piece of content. And, you know, if I put some more time and money into it, it could actually be a, a peak performer. And so that is, that is in a nutshell, my approach to blogging. A few other aspects of the whole uh, MVP uh, mindset with my new sites is they're a mess. Right, I, I know a lot of people email me like, how do you, you know, keep your sites all, you know, I've got broken links and I've got draft posts and, you know, things aren't, I, I, you know, it, it just feels like it's all out of control. Every one of my sites is a total absolute mess, right? I do have broken links. I do clean them up every now and then. Um, but for the most part, they have broken links. I have draft posts. They're out of control. I, I lose track of them. I often will just rifle in topics in there and, and think maybe I'll get to it. And often I don't, but they're in there. I have think mistakes all over the place, and this is just the way it is. The bigger site's going to grow, except the fact that there's going to be imperfections. These aren't the big deal. These aren't a huge deal overall. Now, I'm not saying to ignore broken links. Broken internal links is not good. You can easily fix it. Uh, blogfixer.com is a service I've been using. They will fix these things for you very quickly, very inexpensively. Uh, will save you. I've used them for services that would literally have taken me weeks. And it's hard to outsource some of this stuff because it's, it's very nuanced. I mean, how do you say, you know, fix all the internal links? Well, you know, they may not know you got a broken link. They may not know which article it needs to get linked to and so on and so forth. Uh, Blog Fixer has done a good job with that for me. Um, and, and it's done almost instantly. Um, so yeah, there's going to be imperfections. Uh, that's just the way it is in this business. It's the way it is for my sites. Uh, at the end of the day, really try to embrace the MVP minimum viable product or, or, uh, content 
uh, approach and, and get things going because you want to see results. Once you see results, once you get some data back and you see what's working and what's not, that's where you can double down your time and your money into the areas that's actually really working and focus on that because now you've taken the guesswork out of it. You, you've stacked the odds a little bit in your favor, not entirely. Don't think that every article you go back and you're going to enhance. You add the enhancers to, uh, you can Google, uh, article enhancers, uh, fat sex blog. I, I have a whole article with a whole list of a bunch of enhancers on there. I just don't want to get them into them all. You can read them all there. These are just little tips and tricks to make articles better when you want to go back and visit. But it's a numbers game. This whole thing is a numbers game. Some content will never work out for you, will never pay off, will be a loss right from the get-go. Other content will make so much money, it's like 10,000% ROI, and the most of it's going to fall somewhere in between. And so when you see something that's working pretty good, that's a pretty good sign. If you put a little bit of time into it, it's going to uh, be worth it, but it's not always going to be the case. Sometimes, sometimes, and this is weird, you might actually be ranking quite well for a particular keyword and you think, oh, I'm going to go make that article awesome. You go do a bunch of work on it and in theory, it should actually improve it and rank for more keywords. But sometimes you might upset the whole, I don't even know if this exists, but keyword density or where the article is or where the Google is viewing your article or whatever it is. Uh, Google is a computer and you might, you might lose a ranking. You might, you might go down a little bit. I think this is rare. I think for the most part, the, the smart play is to just go in and improve the content if it can be improved. I, I don't worry too much about the downside. I'm sure it's happened to me, but in my view, hey, if it's a better article than it was before, uh, that's an overall, that's a good thing. Thanks for watching.